All right, Coach, so we're going live. We've already dived into a conversation um, that has sparked a lot of questions. Um, but first, uh, my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Owl Limited Company. I am a social media manager, business hiring consultant, and I love helping people find the reason they were born. It's one of my favorite things. And challenging stupid thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those people, Coach, where if someone dares say around me, there's no such thing as a stupid question, I'm like, that's a stupid statement. Because actually, and you may not agree, but actually I've heard some pretty stupid ones in the past, so I would have to disagree. But I would say they are few and far between. Um, so hopefully I don't ask any stupid questions today. Uh, <laughs> Coach, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> So Coach Greg McNeil, that's my name. I am, uh, along with Sherry, I'm a business owner. I am a clinical guy, life coaching guy, and health and fitness guy. And um, my chief aim is to help people, as Sherry said, to find um, their one thing in life that, mm -hmm. you know, the one thing that they're living for, the one thing that brings them joy, peace, and a sense of confidence. And I can tell I'm going to need another sheet of paper. So I'm going through you my. get it right now. Yep. I'm going Go through my planner. It. I found one. I'm going to snatch it out of here. Okay. So this is your fault, what we're about to do, Coach, because you <laughs> throw out things and then I'm all, ah, oh, oh, I need to, I need to dive into that. So I think that's just me being plugged into the quantum field. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> So we were doing our coaching intensive, our Hell Yeah Life coaching intensive yesterday with our students, and you made some comments on um, manufactured time versus real time, and uh, you didn't go too deep into it because that wasn't the purpose of that session. However, when you said that, there were just things that I'm like, OMG, I never thought about it, and um, so... I, I want you to dive in to what you meant for our audience because I'll I'll put parts of our conversation before we went live in our um our our paid you know I'm collecting that that stuff for our paid subscription service but okay. for this what the heck are you talking about? So when I talk about manufacture time versus real time. Manufacturer's time is really associated with our industrial economy. Get up, go to work, work eight hours a day. You spend this amount of time doing these tasks that are largely defined for you. Mm -hmm. And along with that manufactured sense of time is how your holidays run, how they stack up. And um, this idea of achievement when you should achieve certain things in your life. Those are all related to manufactured time frames. They're not really real, but somebody is imposing that. And then there's this idea that, oh, well, so-and-so has just bought a house. Maybe I should be buying a house right now because that is associated with the time frame, right? They bought their first house at this age. 
I should have my I should have my house at this age or the next house. You see what I'm saying? We start along this competitive, um, abstract way of being that doesn't really bring the the individual the kind of joy that they want. Instead, what they're doing is they're chasing something that they can never get in front of, right? You can yeah. you can never get in front of manufactured time because it's based on industrialization, right? Yeah. It's 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 based on economics. Well, real time, what we like you see here in this screen, natural time is very different. Now, I did say off air, I went into the historical um Yeah, touch about, on that a little bit, coach. Yeah, so uh, prior to the 1500s, we, you know, um, Constantine and some of the people that he had working for him, it's like, look, we're going to reset the time frame. This is the date that we're actually giving, Anno Domini and all of these other kinds of things. This was actually a creation, right? Whereas throughout antiquity, there's been a way in which everybody has been able to keep track of time, right? Where's the sun at in the sky, mm -hmm. right? But that is, that time is really related to community and other types of what we call like natural living. It's not based on whether or not, um, if you don't get this done by a certain time, we're not going to be able to create sales. Right. Whereas when you think about our time right now, our time is almost strictly related to money mm -hmm. and what we do for the acquisition of money. Right. And that's what I mean when I said that's the manufactured time. That's the time that puts people in what we call those little boxes. Right. It's kind of like I have to have this kind of car. I have to have this kind of house. I have to live in this kind of neighborhood. I have to make this kind of money and I have to do it in these time frames. And so when we sit down with people, what do we find out? It's like they don't really know what they want. Yeah. Right. Their 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 whole essence is being driven by something that's outside of themselves. And this is why I said it's like so understand real time is a natural time. Like when you go to sleep at night, when you're sleeping, you're sleeping in real time. You're not sleeping according to the clock, because once you go to sleep, sleep, that artificial world is gone. Yeah. It's gone. Like right? you said that like when you're in dream time, when you're sleeping, what may on a clock be a set amount of time, you're actually sleeping hours more yes. because Absolutely. you've reached that state. Absolutely. And people will know that at different times, you know, there's times when you can feel like, wow, I didn't think I had as much time. I thought it was going to run out. And then you find out that you have more time than you realize. So this idea of time is something that the individual has complete control over, provided that they're thinking about it the right way. If you're in a place where you're trying to chase down something, you know, you're trying to chase down industrial economy, right? You're constantly trying to do all of that type of stuff. Now you're living on manufactured time. And you have to just know whether or not if that's the kind of life you want to live. I mean, I get it. You know, we have to interact with industry, but we don't have to be immersed in it. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Now, I got all kinds of thoughts going on in my head, and I'm sure other people do, too. Okay. I want you to talk. I can hear you. I got to bring my girl back in. Okay. I can hear you. So if you have, okay, manufactured time to make sure I'm understanding and other people are understanding is that if you look at it, like even like you said, the daylight savings time in our pre-show convo, time was manufactured for industry, for the economy, et cetera. And obviously, you know, we... I mean, you can't get away from time and you can't get away from the fact that you do have to have provision. You, you need to be able to pay your bills and buy your food. But it's created um, a, a feeling of being out of control. Like who says you have to have a house by a certain time? Who says that you have to own that specific car? Do you want to own that specific car? Or is that what society has told you? So, exactly. You said the modern sense of time creates anxiety and that their time frame is on something else and time becomes a bully. So you've got this, you know, like you, you have to get up and go to school and you come home at this time and then you have blah, 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 blah. Everything you do can feel like it's based on this time frame that maybe you didn't ask for or give permission to, but real time can actually, like, I'm instantly thought of when you're in the zone. Right. When you're working. Like, I can be working hours, and then it feels like maybe it's only been like an hour. Right. And so, like, even the concept of, like, Christianity that God does not exist in time. That's why he's eternal. There's no there's no time with him. And yet man's story, the sun comes up, the sun goes down. You've got daytime, you've got nighttime. That's a natural time. And so when you're talking about all of this, which can make the brain go tilt, tilt, tilt. So I'm trying to keep it very simple. How... Okay, so you have you like I mean you you there you have to make money. Mm-hmm. How do you start managing? I don't even know if that's the right word. I mean, what the heck are you supposed to do, Coach? I'm just going to spit it out. I mean, <laughs> you know, you've got things that need to be done. That's just a fact of life. You have to shower. You have to mm-hmm. eat. There, you know, you have to make a living. How do you take the bully out of time? Okay, there you go. Fantastic. So <sighs> imagine this. You mental effort. Are a, you are a restaurateur, right? Okay. You mm-hmm. are just a fan. You have a fantastic uh, product. But you are one of these kind of people that exist on natural time. So you don't open until maybe 10 o'clock, right? You open at 10 o'clock and then maybe you close at um, maybe you close at six Mm o'clock and you only run your business Monday through Thursday. And people are like, well, you need to have your your business open longer. And it's like, no, I I don't. Um, This is this is the the time frame that my business is operating. And if you come to my business during this time, I'm going to serve you at the highest level. What do you think is going to happen? 
those people are going to be standing in that line to get the food because they say, you know what? Hey, you better get here because they only are open during these times. Right? That is a great example. One of my, now it's frustrating for me, but one of my favorite restaurants is Mamacita's. And they're only open from morning till 2 p.m. And it's, I was like, why? I want to go in the evening. But guess what? I will make sure that I get there when I want mamacitas. I will get there on their time frame. Now, in a way, they kind of bullied me now because I have to go when they say. But, you know, that makes sense. So it's like, why do you have to have your restaurant open from 10 to 9 p.m.? Now, if it works for you, that's what you want to do, absolutely. But if you know that you can function at the highest level and create the income that you desire for your life and prospering others that are employed by you, then you you put it on your own terms. You know, it just it. I believe that it happens more than people realize, and I would say as we're going forward. I think that we're about to see that even more so. I agree. It's like, okay, so here's an example for me um, where I realize I've actually crafted real time for myself. Um, So I, you know, obviously own my business. Um, I don't work on Sundays. Me and Mike, you know, we lounge, take naps, drink hot cocoa, et cetera. Um, But Monday, I do not work. From the time I get up until 4 p.m., that's my study time. Um, That's all I do. It's like my day off. And, I mean, that's it. I'm not, it's very rare you will get me out on a Monday. Um, And then, like, even, you know, when I think about at 4 p.m., that's that's my, I want to end my day. Now, sometimes if I want to work more after, I will, but I want to end my day uh, at four, uh, I'll read scripture. I'll listen to music. I'll just kind of decompress. That's my time. Well, everybody else is still working till five. Mm-hmm. So in a way, what I hear you saying is yes, absolutely. You may have to work for a living, but if you don't want to be on someone else's manufactured time, then you need to be open to innovation and other opportunities where you can start crafting your life in the way you want it. Absolutely. And I think we see it more than we realize. Okay. But if you're not dialed into it, and that's the thing about when I use the idea of like being bullied by manufacturer time, because when you are full of anxiety, you're not able to think about, you're not able to think creatively when you're in an anxious place, right? Your your mind is fear-based, mm-hmm. right? So when somebody talks to you about a possibility, you can't really take it in because you're too busy thinking about, well, I got to do this, I got to do this, right? So, um, you know, so in the case of somebody that's got skills to launch an entrepreneurial business, they have the skill but they're caught in a lifestyle that doesn't really afford them time to think about it. So the more time passes, they begin to think that, well, maybe it's not possible for me. It's not true that it is not possible. 
What is true is that they have given the authority to manufacture time to dictate how their life moves in a stream, if that makes sense. So now, so a disclaimer, because we don't put anything on people that they don't want. So for those of you that love getting up at eight or nine, going to work Monday through Friday, getting off at five or whatever, so be it. If that, if that fits within your time and you like that, not a problem. Um, but what we're saying is beware of the demands of manufactured time. So then here's where my brain went. Okay. Another place I could see where time becomes a bully. Um, and I get the whole like industrialization of time and all of that. That makes sense to me. But let's take it to a personal level. Oh. <laughs> yes. So if... You are one of those people where it is hard for you to say no. Then the people that ask you to do things that you don't even want to do, you're now coming under their manufacture time, but it ain't their fault. True. Right? That's true. So That's true. are you allowing other people's time and manufactured time to become a bully of you, but that's because you said yes. So you have to be choosy, wouldn't you say, coach, on where your time goes if you want to live on your own terms. We teach others how to treat us, mm-hmm. right? So when I came back to Albuquerque, I came back. From I left Clovis. I came to Albuquerque. Um, uh, Fortune 500 company. They said, hey, look, you know, we'll, we'll put you over here. I was like, hey, look, man, I'm, I'm all right. I'm with the Department of Defense. Great. But when I got out here, and I knew I'm in my doctoral program, right? But I got out here, and after a couple of days, probably one day, I was like, this ain't going to work. But after about a week, I was like, I know damn well this is not going to work for me. And here's one of the things that was interesting. As I'm moving around and I'm I'm supporting these other individuals, I'm thinking I'm on somebody else's time. This is what they want. What is my dream? It's like, this is why I left and said, hey, look, I got this opportunity. So Sherry, this is what I'm going to do. You and I talked about how you and I would manage our coal dream that we have together right Mm -hmm. and I said Sherry this is what I'm going to do that is a part of me right that's a part of my embedded time and on the planet right I'm geared to do that with this other company that I'm working with I'm like you know I really like what you guys are doing I appreciate your effort but you know what this is not for me this is not for me I came back to Albuquerque to do something very specific. And if I do anything else other than what I came back here for, I am wasting my time on the industrial complex, right? Because that's what it is, right? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not doing that. Uh, And, you know, so what do I do? Guess what? I'm still all day from 5 a.m. whenever I get up in the morning until maybe 10 Sometimes later at night, but that time is mine. I am the one 
that has chosen the activity and accept that the time that goes along with participating in that activity, but it's still mine. So it resonates with me. Yeah. So when I go to sleep at night, bam, I'm crashed, right? You see what I'm saying? When I get up in the morning, I get up when I'm ready to get up in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. If it's not 5 a.m., it might be when the sun comes up. But that's the choice that I made because if I do not live in that choice, my life is not my own. It belongs to somebody else. And that means that I have a whole bunch of other things that are going on with me that don't feel good. And it's like, no, nah, that can't happen. Okay. No. So coach, I can already hear people asking these questions. So I'm going to have to, okay. So let, you're not advocating, um, not earning an income or taking care of your loved ones. You're not advocating that. Absolutely not. But what you're saying, okay, so let me, let me give people an example. So maybe this will help. Whenever we had all that debt, I realized, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to have to get a job because, you know, but I, I already started working on my business. I knew that my business was my wealth generator, generator, but I had to, I mean, we had to pay our bills and eat. So when I sat down, so this is interesting hearing you talk. When I sat down with the owner, I said, okay, here's the deal. I, it was kind of funny because we were talking about, you know, all the details. I said, well, I'll work for you, but I'm not working on minimum wage. So it better be more than that, number one. Number two, um, when my business takes off, so do I. Right. So I was giving like a time situation like this is temporary um and I'm gonna be a good employee and I'm gonna I'm gonna work in your business as if it's my own I'm gonna everything I do will be with excellence etc but I just want you to know up front that the minute I don't have time for my stuff I don't have time for yours and that's when I'm I'm leaving and that's and she's like okay and that's exactly what we did and she's you know she was great to work with and stuff but I had to I was on her time for a temporary season because I made stupid decisions and I had to solve a problem. So sometimes, Coach, wouldn't you say that there are things that you, you have to do? I mean, you have to pay your bills. But what if your choices begin to be filtered through what you really want life to look like. And then some of the choices that got you in the mess in the first place, you no longer make them because you have that one thing. And then where you feel like you are a servant to someone else's time or manufacturer time, as you work on your stuff, you come to that place one day where it's like, Hey, I don't have to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, isn't there a place where you start off but your goal should be where you're living in real time, not manufacture time. Am I making sense? Yeah. And I, I just want to let the, the listener. So to be clear, um, everyone, everything on the planet has a function. You can call it a job, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But um, it's just a principle on the planet. Um, everything has to survive yeah so it survives according to its nature and whatever it it needs right plants need photosynthesis right yeah you know 
um, elk need grass and water, you know, and so on and so forth, right? So whether or not if you have to earn a living, it's not a question of whether or not if you have to earn a living. It's not a question of whether or not if you pay your bills. The question is, how do you go about doing that? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's really about how do you go about doing that? Um, and if you say, well, I have to have a job. Well, sure. You Do you have to have a job or do you have to find a sustainable way to live the life that you want to live? See, see what I'm saying? You see how I did that, right? Mm-hmm. So you may need to work for a time, right? You may need to work for a time and that's okay because we all do, right? We, we, you know, we all do. But the difference between staying in that state and living in another one is all about the choices we make. Mm-hmm. So your example um, is really no different than mine. Right. I mean, it might sound differently, but it's really the same thing. I just, you know, my actions may have been different. Right. Because I'm like, hey, guess what? I got this, you know. They helped me to travel back to Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. Right. And all of that. I mean, I appreciated the company for what they gave me. Right. I was very grateful. So I wanted to make sure that I would also leave on good terms because who knows, there might be an opportunity for me to do some work with them in the future. But it'll still come through the route that I took that served my existence. And this is what we're telling the client. And we're saying that in order for you to be able to choose a life that you want, you have to start thinking differently. But and part of that, uh, shift in your mindset in your mental framework is this idea that you have to be stuck on this industrial time right yeah so now this is also what we are saying to the person to the audience to the listener if you think that you you know the only way for you is to have a job then you have a job there's nothing wrong with having a job so we have to be really clear nobody is saying that What we are talking about is the intangible things that relate to the quality of your life experience. And that's really what we are talking about. The quality of your life experience is a decision-making model, really. And to the extent that you can make decisions that better serve your life, you're going to deal with time a lot differently. I just want to give a, I want to throw out another example. Okay. Um, his, um, his actor, I'm trying to think of his name right now. It's escaping me. He just turned 93 years old. He lives here in Santa Fe. Goodness gracious. What is his name? Don't you hate that when it happens? He's 93 and his name is going to pop, you know, oh, Crimson Tide. He played with uh, Denzel Washington. Crimson and what is his name? Let me. Goodness <laughs> gracious! This is bad television. <laughs> Let me look it up, Coach. So we have uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. That's it. Gene Hackman. I couldn't get his name out. Yeah. Okay. Gene Hackman is virtually has been virtually a ghost in Hollywood. Yeah. 
you know, and what people didn't understand is Gene Hackman will show up, he'll shoot the film, whatever that is, and then he is gone. I mean, he basically lives um, like a hermit almost. There's his wife, his family, but you don't see Gene Hackman because he is out here in this natural landscape doing things that make him feel better. He separates himself from all of those dynamics that add stress to his existence. Yeah. He just leaves it, right? And now here he is, 93 years old, probably going to make it to 100, right? But he lives a life. Most people don't even know the guy is still on the planet because he made a choice. There are a number of people who may be stars, and you know, there's others out there too. Um, I'm thinking of um, Newton Newsom, um, Robert Redford. He and Robert Redford played in the Cassidy movie. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not saying his name, um, but the the point is, I'm saying that there are more people who live who separate themselves from industry. Right. Yeah. And they set up their lives in Paul such Newman. a way. Paul Newman. And they set up their lives in such a way so it goes according to their plan. And this is what we're really saying to people. When you, manufactured time is somebody else's business model that has the authority to affect the industrialization on the entire planet. But the people themselves that may own a lot of that industry doesn't necessarily live that way. Like, um, here he is, Carnegie. I think Carnegie worked four months out of the year, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, but in this time, this is what I'm going to give you. I am on point, intense, and working. And when that's done... I'm going to go and live this life and I'll see you in see you in 10 months. Okay. So here's okay, so uh here's the final the final question that I have. Um but I wanted to say this statement first. Living on someone else's manufactured time. Um the best example I could think of is people like, okay, so I'm going to work for 25, 30 years. I'm going to gather retirement. And then when I retire, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Who said ever that you have to wait till you're retired to do certain things? Because the reality is if you don't do certain things now, you won't be able to do those things anyway. So, you know, you got to take care of yourself, right? But I laugh when I hear it. I did not think of that until I read this book. I don't even know which book it was, but they were like, why do people wait? If you want to travel when you're working, then you work that in. You figure it out. You know, it's like you don't, waiting one day that may never come, like you say, the only time you actually own is now. And yeah. so that's kind of what we're talking about. Who said that's what you have to do? Okay, coach, when you said, here's my final question. When you said working with you guys was not serving me, that was not my dream. So you left that organization to pursue your dream. 
I could hear clear as day people saying, but isn't that selfish? You know, there is something called selfishness and there is something called enlightened self-interest. Yes. When, um, when the winter is coming to a close and the female bear, um, she picks it up on her hairs, let's just say, on her fur. And she says, okay, I've been in here for three months with these little ones. Now it's time for me to get up. I don't care if they're trying to nurse on me. It's like, I got to get up because I got to go eat. Because if I don't go and eat, these three will not survive. Yeah. Okay. So when you think of selfishness, you're talking about something that's really an inconsideration, a lack of consideration. And that's always contextual, right? Yeah. You always have to put that in context when you talk about enlightened self-interest um in christian language it is the equivalent of the young jesus saying i got to be about my father's business mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. okay um enlightened self-interest is going to connect you with why you are here we are born into a collective but we are individuals living this life and there's, there's something that each of us bring to the planet. And if we don't bring that gift that we have to the planet, then what have we done? You know, because unless you believe you were born to be an assembly line employee, then if that's how, what you think, then that's great. But something tells me that we were all born with something very special to do. And in, enlightened self-interest is how we go about doing that. This is how you and I are actually on this podcast uh, providing um, guidance to those who are listening. Mm. When uh, and, and I knew that's what it was, but I had to ask the question because I had written down, you know, um, but isn't that selfish? And then I put no, because... When you're where you are supposed to be, you serve others at the best level. So when you take it back to Carnegie, he may have only worked four months out of the year, but his impact is still felt today. Exactly. And, there, and here's something else that a lot of people don't understand about what he was really, really chasing down in his company. He wanted harmony in his company in his relationships. That is a chief principle for him, mm -hmm. right? So he wasn't interested in somebody that would come to his company that helped them make a lot of money, but they were thinking in a mindset that was not conducive to harmony, right? Because harmony means that people feel good, right? And if you feel good, you relate to time very differently, mm -hmm. okay? So Carnegie is like, no, nah, I don't care if that guy's smart. He's not it. Yeah. I want somebody like Charlie Schwab, right? Because Charlie understands what I want. Yeah. Right? He understands the kind of people I want around me. So, okay. One more question. That's all right. So then that means that when you begin to live in your time, you will recognize and attract those to your organization 
relationships, etc., that aid that versus still, you know, so it, it like people, they'll say, yeah, I had to get off Facebook because I was tired of all the drama and this or that. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, I don't have any of that. Now I can be straightforward. I can stir up a little bit of stuff because I, I just like doing that every once in a while. It's fun. But what's interesting is I don't have people passive aggressively attacking me or airing dirty laundry because I, I keep my laundry clean. Um, but you know what I mean, coach? Like I realize when I look at my inner circle, there is no one in it that drains me. You're looking at my inner circle. <laughs> You're looking at it. Just me. <laughs> you know, I am. I engage. I am friendly. I am sociable. And I am dedicated to whatever it is that I'm a part of. Mm hmm. But I am absolutely attached to nothing other than that picture that you see, right? Because it's like, if if something takes me away from the natural world, I don't feel good, mm -hmm. right? So I had to think about what makes me feel good, right? Um, because that's important for me, because that, that affects my life span. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that, but it does. So anyway... Um, so when, um, so when you have these specific things in place and you're no longer bullied by manufactured time, your life, your relationships, your choices, all of these things begin to line up. And that's why we're having this discussion today. People need to understand that if you're not careful, that time bully, all of a sudden, everything's over. You know what I mean? Ooh. Oh, let me just let me just kind of give you this idea real quick. This is something that's really big for me. The doctoral program I'm in is in a, it's intense. There's no doubt about it. My um, one of my instructors for this order, who actually designed the program, is a MacArthur Scholar, right? Mm -hmm. Straight up genius, dude. We had two people drop out of his class. And once they dropped out, it threw them into a part-time status, which means that it'll take them five years to get their doctoral degree. Yeah. I'm like, no. I heard myself shouting in the background, hell, I can't do that, right? It was like, but you know what? But his course was, it was breaking me down at first. I was like, I am not getting this. And then we had some conversations and I was like, okay, I got it. Now. I am working on a project that restores and revitalizes soil in areas that we have been considered, that have been considered deserts. Um, you know, working with technology that reverses climate change. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, these are the things that I've been working on for months and I'm preparing right now for a presentation, a real world presentation on reservation land. Yeah. Right. There is no way I'm able to do that if I'm working 40 hours a week for somebody else and and trying to be in a full time doctoral program. 
for me, that's not going to work. It doesn't fit my learning style. Yeah. Right. So enlightened self-interest, what is the best decision I can make? The best decision that I can make helps me. It helps my family, all of them, even the four-legged ones. And it also helps those that I come into contact with because I'm ready for that, whatever that is, because I've set my life up to do just that, right? And if I try to do something else, I'm not a happy man. And, you know, we've talked about it. This like conversations kill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, you know, and um, when we think about what happens with people when they're living a life that they're not happy with, they complain. They complain. They get sick. They use language that suggests that they are out of control um, or that they have no control. But they can hear somebody like me speak and say, well, what you're doing is selfish. No, what you hear coming from me is courage. It sounds like selfishness to you because you can't grasp courage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, you go back and you use the language that you're accustomed to using, and you're going to always need a group, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to stay in that that disconnected place as a single individual unless you're crazy, right? And I'm talking about you need you need more than a pill. You need a shot. And maybe every now and then you might need some straps to hold you down, right? Because <laughs> you just don't live in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's good. Yeah. All right, Coach. Um, so hopefully, you know, everybody listening wasn't like, whoa, hang on, hang on. I got some questions. If you have questions... All the information is in the show notes. Don't hesitate to contact us. Um, Leave a review, please. And uh, we'll see what else Coach throws out there. These like little bombs that go off. And while everybody else is listening to them, I'm like, what? What? Hang on. Hang on. (laughs) He said, Coach, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. Let me write this down. And I think right after we were done, I'm like, I'm texting you. Hey, I want to talk about this tomorrow. So <laughs> you did, you did, you did, you did. It was wonderful. All oh, right, wow. that's so funny. you can if you want to stop them. You you know we can have another word once we get off because you know because when I get to this part, then I I lose my boundaries. <laughs> okay. 